Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 158 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. It is September. We are here, fourth quarter of 2021. All right, we got four months left of 2021. That means you can still achieve the goals you set out for this year. You can still do things that you wanted to accomplish. Like, you know what I mean? We we still got time. It's fourth quarter. It's time to buckle up. It's time to lock down. All right? It's clutch time. Make the money you want to make. Find the job you want. Whatever it is you need to do, whatever you have to do this year, do it. You still got time. It's the fourth quarter. It's, it's a whole new ball game. It's fourth quarter, baby. It's fourth quarter. All right? Let's go. Let's go. With that being said, I'm back. <laughs> For real this time. I'm really back this time. So we're back to our regular schedule. Mondays and Thursdays. Football season is here. Football season is here. We are back. Two episodes a week. Pumping them out. All right. YouTube content back this week as well. Don't worry about that. It's on the way. Uh, It's on the way. Do not worry. So as you know, this is... Three-year anniversary of the Electrified with Eric Lyons podcast. All right, I started this thing back in 2018. We'll save that, you know, the 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 the, uh, the heartwarming segment for the end of the show. Uh, but you know, this is the NFL kickoff show. All right, we got Thursday night Thursday night football this Thursday. We got the Cowboys versus the Bucks. I'll be breaking that game down for you on Thursday, of course. And then, you know, the, the, the weekend picks to pick for. That's all for Thursday's episode. But today I'm just setting the table for this season. I'm excited. Fans are back. All right. We are back to normal for the most part. Uh, yeah, man. This is this is where it's at, man. All right. Okay. I'm happy to be here. All right. So let's start off. Let's jump right into things. Um, first of all, hold on. Before we get in, let me let me later later run down to you. So we're gonna talk about COVID. All right, we can't we cannot act like this is still not happening. We are still in a pandemic, whether you know it or not, uh, and it is still affecting our sports, especially football. So we're gonna talk about COVID's impact and potential impact on this season. I want to go back to the NFL 100. I, you know, I, I don't like lists. I don't like to talk about lists, but this was a player's a player's list that the players voted on. So I want to I want to talk about at least that top ten uh, in the list itself. I'm going to preview the primetime games for the season. Take a look at the primetime list: the Mondays, the Thursdays, the Sunday nights. Take a look at that. Then I want to go with my season awards picks. It's going to surprise a couple of them are going to surprise you. I'm not going to lie. My um, division picks. I'm still I'm still on the fence. I've really haven't even picked picked like solid locked in picks yet. So throughout this episode, I'll be thinking, and then when we get there, I'll know. And then I'm gonna close the show with a little, uh, you know, a little celebration of, of the podcast itself, and 
you know, just reflecting. So let's 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 start off with COVID. All right. So as you know, the NFL. Uh, this was back in July. They released a new memo about how they're handling COVID and how they're going to be dealing with the outbreaks and the difference in between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons are only teams that are fully vaccinated. So congratulations to them. All right. That's 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 awesome for them. I'm happy for them and their players and everything. Keeping everything safe. But that's not. We can't say that for everybody. Every team is not going to be fully vaccinated and every player is not going to be fully vaccinated. So we all know we everybody has their opinions on the vaccination. Okay, everybody has their doubts, their skepticism. Like I, I, I reiterate this every time we talk about it. I've been fully vaccinated since the first weekend in May. Nothing bad has happened to me, thank God. Um, but you got players like Cole Beasley. Who are skeptical, all right? We know him. That's Mr. COVID himself. That's anti-vax man himself. We all know that. But it, 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 he's not the only one. We've seen guys like Carson Wentz with skepticism, uh, Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson, who is, well, he's caught COVID twice, right? Come on, fam. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's all I'm saying. So let's take a look at the uh, the memo so we can let's, let's, let's break this down. So everybody can understand, because I know some people still don't understand the rules and regulations with the uh, this year dealing with COVID-19. So I'm going to read this memo for you. So it's just a couple things that will uh, summarize everything, the memo that came out. So here we go. So the medical thing. So we will maintain our focus on health and safety with the health, with the well-being of everyone associated with our game remaining our highest priority. Nearly all clubs have 100 vaccinated uh, 100% of their tier one and tier two staff. So that's staffs, mostly all staffs are vaccinated. Uh, clubs have put appropriate protocols in place for relatively, um, for the re- relatively few staff who have not been vaccinated consistent with the guidance given last April. Uh, this was article was a little old. So some of these numbers are a little off. Um, but we know that the vaccines are safe and effective and are the best step anyone can take to be safe from the coronavirus. The vaccines continue to provide strong immunity against variants of the coronavirus, including the Delta virus, the Delta variant, excuse me. Even with the recent increases, new cases remain far below the peak levels of earlier this year. Both the CDC and major hospital systems throughout the country have reported that 97% uh, of the more new cases are virtually all hospitalizations are seen in unvaccinated individuals. While there have been breakthrough infections, cases where a vaccinated uh, individual has been affected, those cases tend to be mild and people recover from them. Uh, infection relatively quickly I don't know if you guys know how Vaccines work I don't know if anybody Knew how a vaccine worked before this Year but let me break down to you You guys know about the flu vaccine I'm sure we've all gotten a flu vaccine at one Point in our life most of us When you come out the wound you have to get vaccines Vaccines are not a cure if it was a cure, it would be called the COVID-19 cure. It's a vaccine. All they can do is protect you. It's like having a gun. There's a phrase. It's called, uh, they say, I'd rather be caught with it than without it. That's a fact. If COVID caught me lacking, I would rather have it on me than not have it on me. Because I know if I don't got it on me, 
there's a, a strong chance that I could get seriously hurt. I could be seriously damaged from this, so I could die. So if I got it on me, I can I can protect myself from the from the virus, right? That's what it comes down to. I think that misinformation and disinformation has been one of the more potent killers throughout this uh, pandemic because everybody they're 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 relying on Instagram and YouTube conspiracy theories and TikToks instead of going to find the real information themselves. A lot of these uh, a lot of this information is coming from unverified sources. And what's so scary about it is they sound. You see how how I'm talking right now and I'm talking with conviction. And you believe what I'm saying? A lot of people get on these social media apps and talk just like this about things they have no clue about. And people who don't do their research will believe them. And that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. So I think when it comes to anti-vax people, it's always some aha moment when a vaccinated person uh, gets COVID. Bro, it's not a cure. It protects you. It lowers. It weakens the symptoms. It also weakens the um, the spread, right? So when Cole Beasley was all hyped because he had to get sent home because he came in contact with somebody who tested positive with COVID but was fully vaccinated, he had some aha moment. But bro, do you not know how vaccinations work? Okay. So that's all, like how I feel about the vaccination thing as far as uh. What vaccines do and what they don't do And why I got vaccinated And why There are people working Nine to fives Normal jobs Not making millions of dollars That are required To get a vaccination Like they don't have a choice If you don't get a vaccine you're fired These guys are making millions On millions of dollars They don't even have to get the vaccine It's a choice It's a choice but if you don't get the vaccine, there's going to be consequences, just like in the real world. You still got to wear your mask. You got to you got to be distant. You got to stay six feet, right? And you can't you can't not want the vaccine and not want to wear your mask. You have to pick a struggle. You can't buy. You can't be anti-mask and anti-vax. You you got to follow some sort of rules here. And that's what uh, what's the kid's name? What's the guy's name? Isaiah McKenzie, right? On the I think that's his name. Yeah, on the Bills. He gets caught on camera without his uh, mask on. And he, he, he's like, oh, y'all got me when he finds out that he's doing wrong. Bro, you knew you were wrong. And then you end up getting the vaccine anyway. Because, you know, it's going to hit your pockets and it can hurt your team. And why not just get the shot, bro? Why not get the shot? Understand what I'm saying? You know? So, I mean, and then we'll get to the Cam Newton thing and the Urban Meyer thing a little bit down the line. So let's keep reading. So if a vaccinated person tests positive and is asymptomatic, he or she will be isolated and contact tracing will promptly occur. The positive individual will be permitted to return to duty after two negative tests at least 24 hours apart and will therefore thereafter be tested every two weeks or as directed by medical staffs. Vaccinated individuals will not be subject to quarantine as a result of close contact with an infected person. 
If an unvaccinated unvaccinated person tests positive, the protocols from 2020 will remain in effect. The person will be isolated for a period of 10 days and then will be permitted to return to duty if asymptomatic. Unvaccinated individuals will continue to be subjected to a five-day quarantine period if they have close contact with an infected individual. Persons who have previous COVID infection will be considered fully vaccinated 14 days uh, after they have at least had one dose of an approved vaccine, we'll, we will remain in close contact with medical and public health authorities at all levels of government, as well as with our with our own medical advisors and the NFLPA, and will communicate any changes in medical or public health uh, advice promptly. So that right there is basically just the medical side of things. You know that that's that's the that's the um. The side that's sort of common sense And that's not really what has been the strife That's more so regular You know, similar to what we got last year Now what's new here is the competitive aspect So here we go This is this is what everybody's been up in arms about And um, where it's been, you know, some strife So the league will make every reasonable effort Consistent with underlying health and safety principles to compete to complete the full 272 game regular season within the eight the current 18 weeks and all postseason games as scheduled in a safe responsible way this is grounded in a commitment to players coaches fans and business partners we do not anticipate adding a 19th week to accommodate the games that cannot be rescheduled within the, the current 18 weeks of the regular season Every club is obligated under the current constitution and bylaws to have its team ready to play at the scheduled time and place. A failure to do so is deemed uh, conduct detrimental. There is no right to postpone a game. Postponements will only occur if required by government authorities, medical experts, or at the commissioner's discretion. In light of the substantial roster flexibility in place for the 2021 season, absent medical considerations or government directives, games will not be postponed or rescheduled simply to avoid roster issues caused by injury or illness affecting multiple players, even within a position group. So like last year when the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. If a game is canceled or postponed because a club cannot play due to a COVID spike among or resulting from its non-vaccinated players or staff, then the burden of the cancellation will delay uh, or delay will fall on the club experiencing the COVID infection. We will seek to minimize the burden on the opposing club or clubs. If a club cannot play due to a COVID spike in vaccinated individuals, we will attempt to minimize the competitive and economic burden on both participating teams. Whether to reschedule a postponed game will be dependent on the health and safety reasons at the recommendation of medical experts, uh, experts, as well as considerations of stadium availability, schedule integrity, fan convenience, and other appropriate matters. If a game cannot be rescheduled within the current 18-week schedule and is canceled due to a COVID outbreak among non-vaccinated players, one of the competing teams, the club with the outbreak, will forfeit the contest and will be deemed to have played 16 games for purpose of draft, waiver priority, etc., 
For the purposes of playoff seeding, the forfeiting team will be credited with a loss and the other team will be credited with a win. Now, this makes sense to me. If you are unvaccinated, if your club has a lot of unvaccinated players and you guys can't do right and you guys are being irresponsible because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's about responsibility. I said this coming into last season. I said this coming into last season. It's going to be about who can be the most responsible and unselfish. You can't be selfish right now. Nobody can afford, literally, nobody can afford to be selfish. Everybody has to be on the same page, protecting themselves, following protocol. Because if you get sick, somebody else gets sick, it's on you. It's on you. Now, I don't see a problem with this. Why reschedule? There should be no Wednesday football. Last year, the Ravens Steelers were scheduled to play on Thanksgiving. They didn't play until Wednesday afternoon. It was very strange. The Ravens had a COVID outbreak. When this happened, the Steelers players... And their fans were pissed. They were like, well, why do we have to keep going back and forth? Oh, we're going to play this day. Oh, we're going to play that day. Why not just have them forfeit the game? And I, I was on their side until then they had a COVID outbreak. And then it was like, well, what the hell are you guys doing? But at the end of the day, if the Steelers didn't have a COVID outbreak and it was just on the Ravens, then yeah. We want the dub, and let's move on. There's no reason to throw the rest of the season off, and I agree with that 100%. Because at the end of the day, you guys aren't take care of your aren't taking care of your business, and it's going to throw everything off. So yes, you have to take that L, and it's just going to be credited to an L, like it was the, like it was um a regular game. And I agree with that 100%. I don't see the problem with that. If if we're doing right and our opponents aren't, then they should be the ones. Uh, Suffering, not us, not our fans, not anybody you know involved with us. It, it it should be on them. It should be on them, right? I think I think that's how it should go. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think so. So so from the competitive aspect, all right, that's reasonable. Now, where a lot of the more of the strife and disagreement. And misunderstanding is coming from is from the financial aspect. So let's get into the money. That's this is the most important. We all know all of this is it comes down to the to the dollar dollar bills, right? So if a game is rescheduled due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, one of uh, the competing teams, or on one of the competing teams, excuse me, the club experiencing the outbreak will be responsible for all additional experience is expenses incurred by the opposing team, and will also be required to pay any shortfall between actual and expected payment to the VTS pool. If a game cannot be rescheduled within the 18-week schedule and is canceled due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players. On one of the competing teams, that club will forfeit the contest and will be responsible for the lost payment to the VTS pool. If a game is canceled and it cannot be rescheduled within the 18-week schedule due to a COVID outbreak, neither team's players will receive their weekly uh, Paragraph 5 salary. If a game is canceled because of COVID a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players and staffs, in addition to the financial penalties identified above, the commissioner retains the authority to impose additional sanctions, particularly in the COVID outbreak is responsibly, uh, reasonably determined to be the result of a failure by club personnel to follow applicable pr- protocols. Costs of uh, testing players 
and staff for COVID-19 during the 21, uh, 2021 season will be paid as follows. The first 400000 of each club's actual testing costs will be treated as a league expense. Each club will pay its own actual testing costs as they are incurred and will then be reimbursed after the season for up to 400000 in testing costs. All testing costs in, ex- in excess of 400000 will be re- the responsibility of the club. Eligibility for this reimbursement will depend on full compliance with co- all COVID-19 related testing protocols and effect for the C21 21 season, excuse me. Any material uh, deviation may result in a club being ineligible for reimbursement in addition to any other consequences. So, you're going to get fined. You're going to lose out on what you would have made that week. Your players aren't going to get paid on both sides and you have to pay help pay for the other team and uh, damages basically. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that because you're messing the money up. You're messing the money up. Essentially, that's that's what you're doing. You're messing the money up. You're missing out on game checks because you guys can't handle your business. You're missing out on uh, revenue because you guys can't handle your business. So I don't. I I can't be upset with that. I can't be upset with that. Can't. So we talked about how it's affecting the players. And the money, and and everything like that. So we've handled the memo. That's that's handled. Now let's talk about the coaching side of it, because recently we've seen you know the fifty three man rosters get made after the preseason. I want to start in New England. Now Cam Newton, not vaccinated. We know this. We know this. We've heard him in interviews. He you know he's not vaccinated. Now there was a little misunderstanding. I want to say what was it, a couple of weeks ago. Last week or the week before was a little misunderstanding about him getting tested or where he could get tested. I really don't know what that situation was about. It seemed like the Patriots knew where he was going to get tested, but I guess he didn't get tested at the right place with in, in guidance uh, with them. So then he had to be out for five days. Didn't test positive. Just didn't follow protocol, I guess. Had to be out for five days. So this was leading up to the week three preseason game. And he was missing practices and everything like that. So obviously, you know, Mac Jones was getting all the reps with the starters. They liked what they saw. Cam didn't have a bad preseason. Mac Jones didn't have a bad preseason. But I would have thought after the Cam catches COVID last year, half the team opts out from the Patriots. You know, it, it wasn't a good season for them. Altogether, it was it was a mess. So this off season, they spend millions upon millions of dollars. They bring in weapons on the offense. They they rebuild the defense. They've got a full team again. Cam looks good. He says he's back one hundred percent. You would think Cam would get a second chance, even after drafting Mac Jones. You would think they would have given him the second chance to play with this team after the mess that he played with last year. And on the little salary that he's on, he's he's not even costing that much money to the team. I would have thought they would have, oh, you know, I thought they would have given given him that. I think before the the last incident, I think they may have given him that. But I think after missing the five days and Mac Jones getting those reps, I think that's I think that's when it was over. Now, okay, I get it. 
I get it. All right. You want to go with the rookie? You want to go with your draft pick? Cool. But cutting the man? I don't think you cut him. Why not have him as a backup? Or keep him on the roster? I mean, you got Brian Hoyer, of all people. Come on, fam. I think cutting him was crazy. And, I, you know, Bill came out and said it didn't have anything to do with his vaccination status. But I'm not buying that, man. I, I really think it did. I think it did. I think a lot of coaches are thinking like Urban Meyer, who openly said, yeah, vaccination uh, status did go into cutting down the roster, basically. And the NFLPA wants to investigate that. The NFLPA is full of BS. I don't, I don't, I'm done with them. I've been done with them for a while. Okay. Been done with them for a while. I think it's funny. It's been five years since Cap Neal. All these players, everybody was quiet about that for the most part. We've had some outspoken players, but for the most part, it was quiet. Oh, you know, you know, it was a lot of nonchalantness. But when it comes to public safety, public health, everybody's up in arms. That's all I got to say about that. But Urban Meyer said, but. The 31 other coaches were thinking, yo, why would I want to have this many X amount of unvaccinated players on my team when I know the risk is higher than the reward? I don't want to lose money. I don't want to lose games. I don't want to lose players. So I don't want to have a bunch of unvaccinated players on my team. It's a headache with the protocols. It's a headache worrying about if these guys are wearing a mask or not. It's a headache worrying about if they're doing the right thing or not. If everybody's just vaccinated... Everybody just be like the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Go get your shots, man. Go get your shots. That's what it comes down to. But I think that Aaron Meyer said what the 31 other coaches were thinking, but they just wouldn't say it out loud. Right around. I, I really do think that other coaches were thinking that way, but nobody was going to say it. So Urban Meyer did. Um, I think that's all I got. For the vaccination stuff I mean the COVID stuff Oh wait one more thing The fans So Some stadiums are requiring Requiring masks Inside You know Depending on where you are In the stadium um, I know the Saints Prayers up for this uh, New Orleans Louisiana um, the Saints won't be in the dome For the most of September Because of what You know The uh, the Aftermath of Hurricane Ida uh, So but before then, you had to be vaccinated to get into the stadium. Um, you know, also prayers for uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody affected on the East Coast, including here in Maryland, uh, Jersey, Philly, you know, Pennsylvania, Jersey, New York. Um, you know, and prayers to the families of those who have are dealing with loss, whether it's been uh, material loss or loss of life. Um, yeah. Yeah, but um, so yeah, the fans will definitely be affected by this as well, following protocol. But um, yeah, I think that's all I had for the COVID stuff. So let's move on to the NFL 100 list. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know why I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be number one. You know, but where should we start? 
Let's go 20, all right, number 20 through 11. I don't think I had any, I don't think I was upset about this. Uh, I thought I thought Jalen Ramsey could have been a little lower. I thought 13 was a little high for him, but he was the top corner, so I did agree with that. Um, I don't really have any problem with the rest of the list outside of the top 10. All right, Josh Allen, that was right. I think the list was pretty solid until we got down to the 6 through 1. I don't know if Travis Kelsey should have been over Devontae. I don't know. You know I do think Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey, it, it could have been it could have went either way. I mean, obviously they're both ranked the highest of their position. They're both the best at their positions. I, I didn't agree. I didn't disagree with that. Um and honestly, I think that Travis Kelsey, for the position he plays and the numbers he consistently puts up, especially after last season, he 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 deserves to be top five on this list because Travis Kelsey's a freak of nature. You know, you got to think, man. These these tight ends, they're, they're they're blockers. The hybrid block, the hybrid lineman. At the end of the day, that's what they are. They play they play any they can do anything, and then for him to have the hands. And, and to put up the yards, I mean, come on, man. He set the all-time single-season record um, amongst tight ends with 1,416 yards last season, 105 receptions, 11 touchdowns, career highs for him. Um, and then in the playoffs, 31 catches for 360, three touchdowns. He's a freak, bro. He's a freak. And then Devontae Adams, come on, man. Last year, 115 receptions, 1,374 on the yardage, 18 touchdowns in 14 games. He didn't even play a full season. 18 touchdowns. Come on, man. Come on, man. He he he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Now, it, it, here's where where I think should we should have switched it up at. I don't think Aaron Donald should have been number 2. He should have been at 4. Aaron Donald should have been at 4. And if you weren't going to put uh Aaron Rodgers, why how the hell doesn't the MVP win? I mean, how doesn't the MVP Rank number one. That's crazy to me. I think that Pat Mahomes doesn't do anything better than Aaron Rodgers. He didn't do anything better than him last season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback. He 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 won the MVP for a reason. Should have put Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes cried for this number one last year with his little notepad on Twitter when he didn't get ranked number one. Ha ah, blah blah blah. Kermit the Frog won at number one. What the hell did Patrick Mahomes do the last time we saw him? He ran 500 yards in the opposite direction in the biggest game of the season. How does that get ranked number one? I have no clue. I mean, and then Aaron Rodgers, he, he didn't he beat Aaron Donald in the playoffs? Okay, how does he get ranked above him? I think that Aaron Rodgers... The MVP should have been number one, and the Offensive Player of the Year should have been number two. And then you could have done whatever the hell you wanted with Kermit the Frog and Aaron Donald's fake tough ass. You could have done whatever you wanted with them. But come on, fam. Let's talk about Derrick Henry being a number four. Derrick Henry. 2,027 rushing yards. Fifth highest all time. 17 rushing touchdowns. Bro. Three games he rushed for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Fam. 
378 touches, 5.5 yards per carry. I mean, what other running back have you seen with two walk-off touchdowns in overtime? He had one against, what was it, the walk-off against the Texans, right? And he had one against the Ravens. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's the first back-to-back Russian champion since LT back in 06-07. And I honestly think that Derrick Henry is going to do it again this year. I do. I think Derrick Henry is going to do it again this year. I think he's going three-peat. Three-peat. And I mean, come on, man. Aaron Rodgers, 37 years old, 526 passes, 70.7% completion rating 4,299 yards 48 touchdowns and only five interceptions fam 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 come on come on come on it don't it don't get no better than that it don't get no better than that somebody is hating bro somebody hating man that's all I can think somebody is hating on the boy I mean, what what do you need him to do to prove it? Uh, same thing about Drake, bro. Drake dropped the album of the year on Friday, and people still, eh, 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 bro. Drake been on top for fifteen years, bro. That that boy Drake the goat, bro. Drake is the goat. I'm sorry, I, I love Jay Z, but Drake is the goat. Drake is the goat, bro. For real, Drake is the goat. And Rogers the goat too. But I I just didn't understand how we the the misunderstanding towards the end of the list. But uh yeah. I don't really have a problem with the list. A couple guys I didn't think was ranked high enough. Uh some guys were too low, but essentially it, it, my 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 problem was the bottom 5, the top 5, I didn't like that. Didn't like that. But I didn't want to take too much time and spend on that right there. So let's move on to the primetime preview. So let's take a look at the uh, primetime games this season. All right, so let's start off with Monday Night Football. So week one, this week, we get the Ravens. They head out to Las Vegas and play the Raiders. We get an AFC matchup out the gate. Um, It's going to be interesting to see the Ravens run game without J.K. Dobbins. I was... I almost drafted him fantasy football this year. I, I had my he was one of my targets and I he was on the board at one point, but I said, you know what? Nah. Never mind. I'm gonna go with this direction. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but I'm glad I didn't touch him because obviously John Harbaugh, his brain was elsewhere. I know injuries can happen at any time. I could uh, a player could be walking down the street and tear his ACL, honestly. But fam. It's it's the, the last preseason game. Why are your starters in? I didn't even know Lamar was on the field. Why are your starters in? I don't care if they went out there for one play. You don't need your starters on the field. You don't. Week three is about getting that roster down, seeing who's going to make the team. That's all the preseason is about. Be like Sean McVay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't play your starters at all during the preseason. You think Aaron Rodgers was touching the field preseason? Do you think Aaron Jones was touching the preseason field? Do you think Devontae Adams touched the field preseason? No! There's no need for it. John Harbaugh has all his starters out there. 
And what happens to J.K. Dobbins? He tears his ACL and he has LCL damage. Congratulations, John Harbaugh, on your 20th uh, straight preseason game. But what did it come down? What did you What did you gain from it? You didn't gain nothing. But what did you lose? You lost J.K. freaking Dobbins. But Gus Edwards, he's going to pick up the slack. But come on, fam. It was no reason for him to be out there. But we get Harbaugh. We get Lamar versus... Uh, Derek Carr, Monday Night Football, week one. Week two, come on, man. Green Bay, it's in Green Bay. Detroit versus Green Bay, that's going to be a good one. Get to see uh, Jamal Williams, his return to Green Bay. We get to see Jared Goff um, and Dan Campbell's first time going up against uh, Matt LaFleur. Week three, why do they keep putting the, the, the goddamn NFC East on primetime? Fam, we do not need to see the Eagles and the Cowboys. All the damn time. We don't. We don't. We don't. Damn, the Raiders got another Monday night game. Week four in L.A. We get the, the Raiders and the Chargers. And that's an AFC West matchup. The AFC West, I think, is going to be a little interesting this year. We'll get to, we'll get to that in a minute. But that's that, I think that's going to be a good game. I'm not picking any of these games, by the way. I'm not I'm not going to waste the pick now. This, that's not happening. Uh, we're just going through the list. Uh, Ravens back on prime time again in Baltimore this time. They're playing Carson Wentz in the Colts. Uh, week six. Now, this week six game, I'm, I'm going to want to see. Uh, the Bills and the Titans in Tennessee. Uh, we get Josh Allen versus Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Diggs against Julio. I mean, obviously, these are off- offensive matchups. They're not going to be on the field at the same time. It's just, you know, you know what I mean, the, the, the way the lineup is going. I'm going to see if the Bills can stop Derrick Henry. Uh, that's going to be a big game for me because I drafted Derrick Henry again. We're running it back. We're running it back. So I'll get to see Derrick Henry on Monday night. Now, week seven, out in Seattle, we get uh, Russell Wilson versus, hopefully, still Jameis Winston. Uh, uh, you know, a little NFC ver- NFC matchup, NFC South versus NFC West. That's that's going to be a good game, hopefully. Now, I don't know how the, the this this became up. This is a Monday night game. Who, who wants to see the Chiefs and the Giants, fam? Monday night, week eight. I don't. I didn't ask for that. Same thing here. The Bears and the Steelers, week nine. I don't know. Unless Justin Fields is playing. Honestly, I don't know. Andy Dalton gets the Steelers, maybe. Eh, might be something now. Now, here we go. Week 10, Monday night in San Francisco. The 49ers, their defense is back. Don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy G, but it's it's the Rams, it's San Francisco 49ers, it's NFC West football. I think the NFC West is still the most uh, competitive division in football between the NFC West and the AFC North. But Matt Stafford, Sean McVay, they're going to the uh, they're going to the Bay. I'm excited for that one. Again, how do we get the NFC uh, East back on Monday night. I don't know how the, the Giants are on Monday night football again, and they're going up against the other team that was just in the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fam, why? <laughs> Week twelve. Now this is a game. I'm I'm glad to see the NFC East. I love. I like the Washington football team. By the way, I'm a big fan of them. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like Antonio Gibson. I like uh, Scary Terry. I love Chase Young. I like what this Washington football team could do this year. Uh, so they're going up against the Seattle Seahawks. That's going to be a good game. Now we get more division play. Who is going to be? Uh, we got Mac Jones versus Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills taking on the Patriots in a Week 13 matchup in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. Uh, the Rams are back on primetime again on Monday night. Another NFC West matchup. The, the, the Rams are going out to Arizona on Monday night. So we get D-Hop versus 
Jalen Ramsey. Going to love to see that. Going to love to see that. We love that matchup. We love that matchup. Uh, then we get the NFC North battle. We get the Bears in Chicago. The Bears going up against uh, the Minnesota Vikings in Week 15. Then I don't know how the hell this came about. But the, uh, the, the Dolphins are going down to uh, New Orleans to play the... Uh, the Saints, uh, week 16, uh, December 27th, Monday Night Football. And I believe this is the last Monday Night game of the season and the first one of 2021. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns for a week 17 AFC North battle. Now, that one I can buy into. I like that. I like that. Now, let's get into the Sunday Night Football schedule. Uh, starting off, the NFL kickoff uh it's not a Sunday night game. It's on Thursday, but it's carried under the Sunday night banner under the NBC uh, Peacock uh, schedule. So it's the Bucks taking on the Super Bowl. Excuse me, it's the Cowboys taking on the Super Bowl champion Bucks in Tampa Bay for the NFL kickoff. Then Sunday night, Week One. This still Week One. We get the Bears. The Bears are going out to LA to see Matt Stafford, who's familiar with the Bears, going up against. Uh, the LA Rams this is going to be a good one. Now week 2. Early another early uh matchup between the Ravens and Chiefs. They they, they have, I think it was week 2 or 3 last year. They played them in Baltimore. But this time it's on Sunday night. It's prime time. I'm excited to see that. I think they played on a Thursday night last year. Uh you know Lamar, he hasn't they they the Lamar and the Ravens they haven't beaten the Chiefs yet. I see if they can exercise that demon early in the season, that could set the tone for the rest of the year. Now, I don't know why in God's name they keep sending us out to the damn bay. Bro, when can the 49ers come see us? Stop sending us out there. Damn it. Packers, 49ers, week three, Sunday night football, out west. All right. Now, now this right here is the one that a lot of people have been waiting for. Okay, we've all been waiting for this one. We got old Bill taking on Brady in New England. Brady's return to New England. And he's going up against Mac Jones, the rookie. Oh, the storylines that are going to come out of that one. Before and after the game. Now, week five, Sunday Night Football in Kansas City. We got Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, AFC Championship game rematch. I need that. Inject that into my veins. Week eight, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Week six, Seahawks, uh, Steelers, throwback Super Bowl rematch. Let's do it. Why not? I'm not. I'm not really excited for this Colts and 49ers game. I, I really don't give a damn about the week eight matchup. Cowboys. I don't know what's scarier, Halloween or a week eight matchup between the Cowboys. And the Minnesota Vikings on primetime TV. Now, week, week nine. Oh, my. Derrick Henry is going out west. He's going to Cali. And he's going up against the L.A. Rams. Ooh. Ooh, boy. Stafford. Tannehill. Julio. Julio or A.J. Brown against Jalen Ramsey. Are we going to get a Jalen Ramsey versus Derrick Henry? Because you know Jalen can get physical. Oh, my. Ooh. Ooh. Week 10. AFC West. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to Vegas. All right. Okay. I can get jiggy with that. Weeks, week 11, Steelers going out west to see the LA Rams. Okay, cool. Thanksgiving. Oh, this is a Thanksgiving. Huh? 
Is that the Thursday night? Is NBC? Oh yeah, NBC. Okay, okay. So it's the Saints and the Bills. All right, that could be fun. All right. Then Sunday night, that same weekend, we get the Browns coming to Baltimore. Lamar, Baker, Odell, Marcus Peters, Jarvis Landry, Marlon Humphrey. Oh, it's going to be a show. We love the AFC North. We love it. Then week week thirteen, starting off December, holiday time is here. We get the 49ers going to Seattle. Now, we love the NFC West. We love the NFC West. A couple years ago, the, the member of the NFL 100 season came down to these two teams. Let's do it again. Week 14 in Green Bay. It's getting cold outside now. We got the Chicago Bears coming to town to face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now, we don't know if it's going to be Andy Dalton or Justin Fields, but I personally don't give a damn who it's going to be. Go, Pat, go. Now, week 15, we get an NFC South matchup. Now, this one could get tricky. Jameis Winston going back to uh, Tampa Bay against Buccaneers. Let's go, Jameis. Saints, uh, Saints, Bucks. Week six, week fifteen. Now, this week sixteen matchup, NFC East. We don't like the NFC East on prime time, but it could be Fitz Magic time, and this could be big because we don't know who's going to win the NFC East, especially after they added another game to the schedule. Somebody could go what six and eleven. And win the damn division. We don't know. We don't know. Week 17. Week 18 is to be decided. But week 17. January 2nd. The Kirk Cousins. Kirk COVID Cousins. Cousins. Cousin. 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 Kirk. He coming to Green Bay. Now that's it. Is that it? Do we care? Now look. I'm not going to hold with you. Did we do the Thursday night schedule? Where the Thursday night schedule at? I'm not even, you know what? I'm sorry. Let's find the Thursday night schedule. But we know the Thursday night games be trashed, right? Let's see. Thursday night football schedule. Because I don't, I think it's going to be on Amazon or something like that. They're doing something weird. You know what I mean? We're we going to see, though. Let's go. Um, hold on. Let's, let's take a pause. Hold on. Let me find the schedule real quick. <clears throat> okay, so I found it. And I'm not too I'm not too enthused. We got the Giants, they going to Washington. The Panthers, they going to down there to Houston. Don't know what the hell is going down going on in Houston. All right, Trevor Lawrence against Joe Barrow. Now Joe Barrow don't got no damn line, but we'll see how that go. Rams and Seahawks. Okay, all right, all right. I'm here. I'm rolling. Rams going out to Seattle week five on a Thursday night. I'm here. Okay. Then the Bucks going to Philly. Then the Broncos going to Cleveland. All right, now the Packers going out west to Arizona. All right, I can get with that. I can get with that. All right, we got D-Hop, Devontae Adams, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. All right, now we know Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he got the Hail Mary down there. We seen him throw one. Then Kyler Murray threw one. All right, I can, I can get with that. Then we got the Jets and the Colts. Now the Ravens and the Dolphins. Ah. Patriots at the Falcons, Bills at the Saints, Cowboys at the Saints, Steelers at the Vikings. Now, week 15, AFC West, Chiefs and Chargers, all right? 49ers and Titans. Now, that's defense versus Derrick Henry. I can get jiggy with that. But that's the primetime preview, all right? So, we did, we went over the primetime preview, okay? Now, here's my predictions for the... Uh, 
the season awards. Now, this this honestly, some of these may be a little surprising to you. Some of them. Some of them. Um, let's start off with offensive player of the year. I think Derek Derrick Henry's going back to back. I think that I think Derrick Henry's going back to back. I think I think he's going to have another season. I think that new offensive coordinator, you get the addition of Julio Jones, and then you still got AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill. I think that Derrick Henry doesn't see a stacked box anymore because he can't. Because you got to worry about the outside. Uh, you got to worry about Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown. I think this opens it up for Derrick Henry even more. I think he, I don't know if he'll see as many touches as he did last year, but I know even if he doesn't, he'll still be effective because he's a home run hitter. And anytime Derrick Henry could bust off one. Pause. Um, yeah. Derrick Henry, offensive player of the year. I I, I think that he, he, he has, he may hit two, two racks again, bro. I'm not just saying this because I like Derrick Henry. He's my favorite running back. I'm not just saying this because he's on my fantasy team. Uh, if if that was the case, I would be talking about Aaron Jones, who I do think Aaron Jones is going to have a special season, by the way. But I just think Derrick Henry is he he's a force, bro. He's a force. He's a force. So I'm I'm going with um, Derrick Henry for offensive player of the year. I also thought about Alvin Kamara, but I'm not sure with Jameis Winston at the helm. I really think that. He's going to be throwing it a lot, but we'll see. Uh, defensive player of the year, I think Chase Young makes an even bigger leap and follows up his rookie year. I think he takes that crown away from Aaron Donald. Chase Young is going to be a problem this year, bro. He's going to be a problem. He's definitely going to be a problem. Um, so let's go right from there. Let's go to defensive rookie of the year. I think Michael Parsons down there in, in Dallas, linebacker for Dallas. I think obviously he. I think he's the best. One of the best prospects that came out of the draft, and I think he has himself a great year for Dallas. Um, and he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, obviously, man, Najee, Najee Harris uh, up there in Pittsburgh. I think they need to run the ball, and I think they haven't had a good, solid running back. I mean, I think James Conner was good. He just couldn't stay healthy. And I think that Harris has an understanding of the game already, and they're going to lean on him this season. Um, now let's get into the MVP. Now, you might think I may say Aaron Rodgers goes back to back. You may think I say Lamar gets another one. You may say you may think I say Pat Mahomes gets one, another one. You may think I say Josh Allen gets one. But I don't think we're staying on the East Coast for this award. I don't think we're going to be in the Midwest. I don't think we're going to be in the South. I think we're going out west for the MVP. I think Matt Stafford wins most valuable player this year. I I really think that change of scenery, coupled with the the mind of Sean McVay, Robert Woods, uh, you know they're gonna have a little. They got to figure it out in the backfield, but I think you know with Cooper Cup, tight end situation, this could be a recipe for Matt Stafford to show the world with me. I already know, being a, a Packers fan and watching NFC North football, I know that. Matt Stafford injuries aside Who is one of the toughest SOBs ever That he has an arm And he can make throws That a lot of quarterbacks They don't make He's been doing the sidearm thing Before Mahomes He he can do it all And I think that out west They were missing They were missing somebody Who could really You feel me Launch it 
I think after that Super Bowl loss, Jared Goff, I don't know where Jared Goff went, but I think a lot of Jared's golf success was on the back of Sean McVay. Um, I don't think that Jared Goff is a good quarterback. I think he's average. I think he's a game manager. Just know that I'm sorry. It's coming off bad, but we'll see what he does in, in Detroit. But I think that Matt Stafford, wildly veteran, under the under the guidance of Sean McVay in that offense, is going to be a problem. So MVP, Matt Stafford, and, and obviously I think Coach of the Year, Sean McVay, gets his crown back. Whoa. Wait a minute. Did we skip? Did I skip something? Oh, okay. I thought I was tripping. So, yeah, those are my, my picks for the season award. awards. So, let's get into the division picks. I think this is the most important segment. Um, Let's get into the division picks, man. All right. So, let's start with... Let's start in the AFC. And let's start with the AFC East. So... I don't know about Zach Wilson and the Jets. I don't. I'm not I'm not sure what we're getting from them. But I think that Miami down there with Tua, that defense, I think they got two of the best corners down there. Uh, their running game is solid. I think that the Dolphins could make some noise this year. But I think what it'll come down to maybe, depending on what Mac Jones does, you know, I think that everybody's going to be chasing the Buffalo Bills. Essentially, I think that's I think that everybody's going to be chasing the Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are going to continue their success from last season. Um, you look at their schedule. You look at it. So you start. Let's start off with the Bills' schedule. Uh, let's look at the the division. So let's start off with just looking at the AFC matchups outside of the division. I mean, you got they play the Steelers, they play the Texans, they play the Chiefs, they play the te- the Titans, they play the Jaguars, the Jets, the Colts. Oh, excuse me, it's a division game. <laughs> the Colts. Uh, and that's it. So, and then the division games, and then the way that the division matchups are set up. So, week two they got the Dolphins. Um, they don't play another division game until after their bye. Week eight, and it's the Dolphins again. Then week ten, the Jets. Then they play the they don't play the uh, Patriots until week thirteen. Then they play them again week sixteen, and then their final division game is against the Jets week eighteen. So, I mean, you get kind of the little brothers of the division early and often. And then you get into the thick of it when you got to go see Bill Belichick twice. I mean, it's honestly set up for the Bills to have success in the regular season in this division. I think that in order for a team like the Patriots, they're going to have to re- – Mac Jones is going to have to perform. All right, they start off the gate with the, the Dolphins and the Jets. And then they play the Jets again week seven. Uh, then they get uh, – they don't play the Bills week 13. And then they've uh, they got the Dolphins week six. I'm excusing the bu- the Buffalo Bills week sixteen, and then they finish up with the Dolphins. I mean, honestly, I don't want to run through everybody's schedule like that because I don't, you know, look, it's a long season. We don't know what's going to happen as far as wins and losses right now, right? It's it's hard to predict games this far out because we don't know injuries or whatever how it's going to go. So I don't I don't really like doing that. But I think if I had to pick. Division winner based off last season and rosters, all right, you know, schedule aside, strength schedule, okay. But like I said, it's a long season, and it gets up any given Sunday. We really don't know what could happen. I think I'm gonna roll with the Bills for my AFC East. Uh, hold on, let me jot this down in my phone. 
so I can have this uh, documented. All right, so let's see. Division picks. What's today's date? The 6th, right? Yes. 9-6-21. All right. AFC East. Bills. All right. Let's go to the AFC South. Uh, no clue what the hell is going on in Houston as far as uh, the, uh, Deshaun Watson goes. But I did like what I saw from Tyrod Taylor this preseason. And, you know, hopefully, you know, Brandon Cooks can show out. But I have no faith in the Texans, man. I have no faith in the Texans. Um, I'm looking at the, the Titans. Not looking at the Jaguars. Um, not I don't know about the Colts, man. It, it depends on if Carson Wentz really wants to play football or not. Like and, and stay healthy. It depends on them. But I mean, the Colts' defense is good. Uh, you know, Michael Pittman. This could be a big year for him with T.Y. Hilton out for some time. So it could be a two horse race between the Colts and the Titans. But I think the Titans repeat. I think their offense is just going to be too explosive this year for teams to handle in that division. So I'm rolling with the Titans for my AFC South divisional pick. Um, let's go to the AFC West. Um, honestly, I'm not going to waste my time on it. I just think it's the Chiefs world over there and we're all just living in it. I have no faith in the Raiders. The Chargers, maybe. The Chargers, could, they could they could give the Chiefs a run for their money and come in a strong second. Uh, who else is out there in the West? Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. What the hell else is in the West? Hold on. I don't know. I don't forgot one more team. Oh, the Broncos. Hell no. No, no, no. I'm going with the Chiefs to win the AFC uh AFC West, man. I'm sorry. The the Wild West is not that wild out there, man. We all know who run that division right now. Now, the AFC North is where things are going to get interesting. Last year we saw the Steelers go on that crazy run. You know, they were undefeated for some time and then they they, they stumbled. I mean, they stumbled hard, and I called that. You guys remember that. I called that. They couldn't run the ball last season. Their defense fell apart. They got Harris. They got their receivers back. Deontay Johnson, I think he's going to have a good year. Claypool, and they just need Juju just to just be yourself. Take care of the ball. Do what you got to do. Ben, ben looks good. Their defense is okay. The Steelers could make some noise. I think if they can come out, that same, they just got to run the ball. That's all it comes down to is running the ball for them and staying healthy. The Ravens, they lose J.K. Dobbins, but they still got Gus. They still got Lamar. Um, not really too enthused about their receiving core, but we already know when it comes to the Ravens, it starts with the defense. Um, the, the Ravens are going to be there. The Browns, man, the Browns. Woo! Browns are solid on paper, man. We've seen when they got to the playoffs last year, and and Baker's, you know what I mean. I like the Browns. I'm not looking at the Bengals at all. I'm sorry, man. They that that O line is dismal. That O line is dismal, and they didn't get Joe Barrow any help protection. Good luck, God bless. Um, this is hard. Right, this is this is this is difficult because I want to say, I don't know, man. It is. It, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think the Ravens can get back and win the AFC North this year. I think so. I think so. I think their defense, they're going to have to lean on a run game as they usually do. 
because I really don't know about like Hollywood Brown. I don't. I mean, outside of the tight ends, their receiving core. I don't know, man. No big bodies, right? But I think that Lamar and the Ravens could be pretty solid this year and win the AFC North. So AFC North, I'm rolling with the Ravens. So we got the Bills, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, and let's go to the NFC. Now starting, I want to start off with the best division in football, the NFC West. Look. The Rams, I mean, excuse me, the 49ers are back on defense. They just have to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback, but they'll figure that out eventually. 49ers are back. The Seahawks are still here. Uh, the Cardinals are on their way up. This is going to this this division is going to come down to week 16, week 17, and late weeks of the season. Uh, I think this is it's always going to be close in NFC West, no matter who's doing what. But these teams are all defensively sound. Um, good quarterbacks for all four teams. It's going to come down to, as it usually does, who's who's going to be able to run the ball through in December? Chase Edmonds with the Cardinals, and they got James Conner. You really don't know what the Rams running back situation is looking like right now, to a certain extent. Um, Seahawks, they got Chris Carson. The, the the 49ers still got their backfield. So, I think I would love to pick the Rams. I think the Rams, their defense can carry. They have a great defense. I think one the Rams have one of the best defenses in football. I think they have the best secondary in football. And then you go, you know, you can't, you got Aaron Donald on the front. So, I'm looking at the defense. Can they, I think they can win the division without having to run the ball. But it, it, it's going to come down in the playoffs. The running game really, really, really matters. And you got to have a run game. You cannot be one-dimensional. But an offense like this, that could, they could put up points with just Matt Stafford in the run game being secondary. But we don't know that yet. Um, let me look at the. Where's my hold on? Check the roster real quick. Where is my printout? There it is. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. NFC West. Uh, Henderson. He got hurt, right? Um, they got Sony Michelle, right? All right. Okay. I mean, eh, you know, it, it, it may not be the most potent run game, but I think the Rams can make some noise, and I think the Rams are back, and I think they can win that division um, and make some noise. So I'm going to go with the Rams for the NFC West, but it's going to be close. Now, the NFC East, I look, man, I'm, I have no clue. Always the thing I say coming into the season is this the Cowboys – division to lose but this year i'm not saying that i'm going strong man washington football team they're going to win that division i think ryan Fitzmagic has a great year but i think that uh antonio gibson has a great year as well um he just has to stay healthy but yeah washington football team i i, I don't know man i don't have any faith in the cowboy i mean in the, in, in the giants not too sold on the cowboys never i never am and who else is in the nfc east Cowboys, Giants, Washington. There's one more team. Who is it though? Uh, the damn Eagles. No way. No, Washington's winning that division. Um, who else? All right, NFC South. 
I think it's the Bucks to lose. I'm rolling with the Bucks. I think they they have they have the best most complete team in that division, and then in the NFC, I'm I'm rolling with the Bucks. Also, same thing in the NFC North. You already know I'm not picking against the family. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Go pack. Go for the North. So let me write these down. Screenshot him. And yeah, so that's my division picks for this season. Um, let me get you guys. I'm not gonna be long on this, man. I'm getting. Then I'll get you guys out of here. So, um, yeah, man. This is three years in. Um, this podcast has been a blessing. What I've been able to do with it, the connections I've made. Um, I'm glad I've been here to entertain and inform you guys for three years now. Um, like I said, man, I started this thing. You guys know where I started this thing at, man. My closet, my dorm room closet, with a microphone. Ten dollars off Amazon in my closet, and now I am here. I'm still moving and still progressing 158 episodes later um, Thank you guys to my friends, my family Everybody who supports me All the people, um, other creators Man, shout out to Stadium Scene TV um, For everything But yeah man, I, I really do appreciate the support and the love Okay, alright, I do I do, I don't, I don't do this to hear myself I do this for you guys um, and, and, and it is hard sometimes Okay, I'm not going to hold you. It it is hard sometimes, man. It is hard. Okay, it is hard. Um you know. Um but I I I keep going. You know, I keep going. I keep going. I keep going because I know that this is it for me right here. This is it for me. Right, this is my dream. This is this is the vehicle that I'm in right now to go far as possible. Um and it's I don't see it going any other way. Right. I feel like this is what I was put on earth to do, to talk. Right. I got to give the gas. And I've been doing this for three years now and I'm just only getting better and better and I, I really appreciate you guys sticking through me through the ups and downs because there have been a lot of downs, especially these last couple years uh these last year and a half, but I am still here with you guys and I appreciate that. Much love to you. Uh, so with that being said, man, for the 158th time, I'm Eric Lyons. You have just been electrified.